This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com Good morning everyone. Parashav this week, Vayakel Moshe et kol adad b'nei Yisrael vayomer alehem ele hadivarim asher tziva Adonai la'asot otam. Moshe Rabbeinu gathers all of Adad B'nai Yisrael and he tells them, these are the things that Hashem commanded for you to do. What are the things? Sheshet yamim ta'aseh melacha u'bayom ha'shvi. Six days you should do work and on the seventh it should be Kodesh. The big question that I want to ask you is that why do rabbis have to give speeches on Shabbat? Is it really so necessary? Why do rabbis have to gather everyone and give speeches on Shabbat? So I'll tell you that this is the first precedent. The Yalkut Shimoni says the following. HaKadosh Baruch Hu told Moshe Rabbeinu, HaKel Kehilot Vidrosh Barabim, gather the communities and, and, and speak to them. Kedesh Yilmudul Adorot Abayim Le'akel B'Kol Shabbat. That way they'll know for future generations as well that you should gather them and people should gather on Shabbat to hear Divrit Torah. And in the Yalkut it says, and with that, Yitkales ila'a, my name is going to be exalted. From the fact that you take Am Yisrael and you gather them, and you teach them in public, Yilchot Shabbat, my name will be exalted. So says the Orachim HaKadosh, that's what it means. That why it had to say, in this parasha, different than any other parasha, Vayakel Moshe, Moshe Rabbeinu gathered everyone, and he told them, these are the words that Hashem commanded, Sheshet Yamim Tasimilacha. Commanded them on Shabbat. What connection does it have? Says the Rachaim Akadosh, based on this Midrash, Hashem is saying there is a special Kiddush Hashem where you gather all of Klal Yisrael and you teach them, specifically Yilchot Shabbat. Now, why Yilchot Shabbat? Very interesting. What was the first thing that he, he taught them Yilchot Shabbat? So Rachaim says uh, beforehand, he says, that, is that in truth, if somebody has, does Averot, he has to try to balance himself out. Now what's the, what happens when somebody does Avodah Zarah? When somebody does idol worship? It says that anybody who does idol worship, it's as if he's, he's violating all 613 commandments. It's a big problem. <laughs> How are you going to rectify all 613 Avirot? So it says the Orachim Makadosh, very easy. You take another mitzvah that's like all the other 613, which is that Shabbat. So it says... Shakul Shabbat keneged kula Torah. Shabbat weighs against the whole Torah, Torah Kutula. And that's why when Moshe Rabbeinu says, Ele adivarim asher You want to know how you're going to be able to rectify all that was done in the Chet Egel and everything else? These are the things. In other words, Shabbat is just not doing things you would think, right? But it says, these are the things that you should do. What do you mean you should do? You're not doing for Shabbat. Says the Rukhaymanash, no. I'm telling you to keep Shabbat, to rectify, to do a tikkun. tikkun. And with that, you're going to rectify uh, all of the other Averot. And that's why Moshe Rabbeinu says the Rukhaymanash, the first thing he started speaking about was about Shabbat. And he taught, and right after then he started to build the, build, build the Mishkan. Why? Because if you're going to keep Shabbat, you're going to rectify all of that garbage that you had in you of the Chet Egel or whatever else, or, and that you learned in Mitzrayim of Avodah Zarah, and you're not ready for Hashem to, to have His presence upon you. But if you keep Shabbat, you keep everything. Once a person keeps Shabbat, 
then everything comes upon him, right? Rabbi Arye, didn't you tell me from the Chafetz Chaim that Shabbat is like keeping a sign on your store? If you don't have Shabbat, it's like we don't know if the store is open or not. <laughs> you could have, you could be keeping every other mitzvah, but we don't know that you believe in Hashem and that you and that your store is open. That's the flagship of a Jew. Rabbi, I want to tell you an unbelievable, uh, an unbelievable story that has to do with. What the Midrash says that when a person focuses on being mezakeh rabim, on 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 bringing the kehilot together, it's not easy. The rabbi says, "Oh, I have to get like really." They have to listen to me again, but he, he's not doing it for himself. He has his wife and kids that listen to him at home. He has to have the community listen to him. Yeah, halivai. <laughs> Maybe it's because they don't listen to him at home. At least he gets people at shul to listen to him. So, so he says, "What is?" What's going on over here? He says, what's going on over here? I, I'm going to try to push people to come for what? You never know when you push somebody and you get him to keep something, what the results could be. I'm going to tell you an unbelievable story of an important rabbi you might not have heard of. I didn't know about him so much, but I heard this amazing story about him. He's called, his name was Rabbi Elituv. Rabbi Elituv was from Moroccan descent, but he eventually... Um, he, he learned in Eretz Yisrael when he was a young boy in a yeshiva in Chadera called Novardok. And then he, uh, he got close to Chabad and he was a rav in different areas and he was a big mezakeh Rabim. About three years ago, three years ago, he suffered a massive heart attack. And the doctors told his son, Yossi Alituv, that basically he has 5% chance to survive. It's time, you know, it's, it, there's no hope. Well, there was no hope, but Hashem intervened, and three and three months later, and three months later, he got uh, he got he got back to himself. He got back to himself. So his son Yossi asked him, "Abba, during that time that you were hovering between Shamayim Va'aret, you had that massive heart attack. What did you see? What happened?" He says, "My son, I'll tell you, but on the condition that with this story you publicize it." on the importance of zikuyarabim, of giving merit to the community. What was the story? He says, when I was hovering between Shemaim Va'aretz, I saw my Rosh Hashiva, his name was Rebel Khanan Perlamader, from Navardik. It was a yeshiva in Navardik and Chader, it was in Navardik, it was not a big Musar yeshiva. And Rebel Khanan Perlamader saw me and said, Reb Shimon, that was his name, Reb Shimon Elitu, Reb Shimon, you should know it's time for you to go, but we are giving, the, in Shamaim they're granting you extra work because of that special family that you saved. What special family? You may not remember, but in Shamaim they remember everything. Do you remember that when you were younger, you were a shochet and a bodek, you, you lived in Romania at the time, and there was a young child over there that had potential. But the secular Zionists of Israel in 1967 wanted to grab this child and bring him to the kibbutzim in Israel. And if that would happen already, he wouldn't remember too much of his, uh, of his, of his, of his Jewish heritage at all. And you saw that this boy had potential and this boy was clueless and the parents were clueless and you went to the parents and you went to the father and you said really he doesn't have to go to this place and you could convince him and it's it's not necessary and the child eventually 
when he came to Israel, there was two factions waiting for him at the airport. There was the Erloi Yeshiva, which you appointed to, go, to bring this child to Yeshiva. And then there was the secular kibbutz. And there was a big fight. And the, this, the, the uh, Erloi Yeshiva was adamant that he should come with them. And this boy eventually built 13 families. Built to have 13 children. Uh, plus him. So you were responsible for building 14 families in Israel. And because of that zikhut. In Shamaim, they're giving you three extra years. They're, they're giving you extra years. It's unbelievable. You never know. You know, he didn't remember this ma'aseh or what he did, but he invested in this child and look what came out. So we should never, uh, we should never think that we are wasting our time or it's not worth it for us when we are putting effort in helping other Jews. That is the lesson of, of Vayakel. And I'm going to leave you with one more beautiful, beautiful Dvar Torah from one of the that they found recently this sefer in the year Tavshin Ayin, which is about 13 years ago, that he says, Vayakel is gematria mikveh. It's the same gematria as mikveh to tell you that Moshe Rabbeinu gathered B'nai Yisrael for Divre Torah like a mikveh, to tell you that when you enter Divre Torah, it's like you're entering a mikveh and a mikveh purifies you. And just like a mikveh has to be the, the, the measurements, one amma on, on one amma on three amot. So one amma constitutes of six tvachim. Six tvachim is the sisa, shisha sidre mishnah. Plus three amot, which is Torah, Nevim, and Ketuvim. And just like a mikveh has to be still, it can't be moving. Ashborin, velo zochalin. So too, if you want to be zochin divre Torah, you have to sit in the bed midrash, not running around all the time. That's what he writes. And so to just like, just like a mikveh has three lugim, three amounts, which is about a liter, that will nullify the 40 sa'ah. So to divre Torah. Just 40 sa'ah you need in the divre Torah. That's Kenegin Moshe Rabbeinu that was up in the mountain for 40 days. And three lugim will, will be... What's three lugim that are positive? If somebody learns on the condition, and he, he learns and he comes out with heretical ideas because he learns. And what if somebody learns and he doesn't learn Torah Lishma? Somebody learns for the wrong reason. So, so, or if somebody learns and he and and he um, and he desecrates the third one and he's Michalil Shem Shamay. He he learns and then he does a Chilul Hashem. So those three things you put them in the mikveh, it nullifies the mikveh, and that's why the Migalia Mukot and this Ekspadash also says he's uh, the Migalia Mukot says mikveh has how many how many se'ah, 40 se'ah, which is how many lugim? 960 lugim. And that's the gematria of the Mishnayon, matnitin. So that means if a lear- person learns Torah, learns gemara, it's like you're, it's like you're going to a mikveh, and that purifies you. Chazaku baruch. You've just experienced another Torah class, brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.